0: Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 161, Openness or Being Open-Minded. It's December 14th, 2023. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, life coach, consultant, you got it. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way. My music is by Howie Moskovich. openness or being open-minded I'm I'm laughing because I just did a another podcast earlier today just a few minutes ago and I just realized I forgot some of my content (laughs) I'm laughing no I'm not going to redo it no mm -mm, not that important I got the high points so anyway let's see if I can (laughs) see if I can be focused and here's the irony that podcast was about being present (laughs) I was so present to the content I missed some of my notes anyway So visit my website, enter my giveaway. My disclaimer is I am not a therapist or medical health professional in any capacity. You should get your medical or therapy advice from a licensed healthcare provider. If you are in the deaf or hard of hearing community, I would like you to know I do have transcripts for all of my podcasts on RSS.com, my hosting platform. Those transcripts, by the way, are very helpful for my hearing population, my hearing listeners, because that was actually where the request originated from in 2022 was from someone who could listen to the podcast. They just wanted written notes of the podcast for their own use. Next if you're suicidal, if life is too hard for you, or you feel like you simply can't go on, or you know, you're know you harming yourself, or you're really on the edge, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or call or text 988. That number again is 1-800-273-8255 or call or text 988. That little piece I just covered is the piece I forgot in the last podcast, which I will probably laugh about the rest of today. <laughs> I know. So openness. Why is this important? Openness or having an open mind? Well, I will get into that shortly and, and it may surprise you, but this should be a very important topic for our society in the world. When I get into why, I think you'll, you'll understand. So... In the world of psychology, there's something called the big five personality or the five dimensions of personality. Kind of it's referred to a little bit differently. And I think that's fairly widely accepted from what I could tell. And openness is one of the five, the big five. So the big five are agreeableness. That means kindness. I'm giving you the kind of cliff note version. Agreeableness, kindness number two conscientiousness which they translate into thoughtfulness three extroversion which they translate to sociability four openness that's uh, they uh, attribute that to being creative, creative, creativity and intrigue. And five, neuroticism, which is sadness or emotional instability. Now, the acronym or two acronyms for the big five to help you remember them are OCEAN, O-C-E-A-N for openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism, or switching them up, CANOE, C-A-N-O-E. So that's all fine and well and good. And I'm glad that, you know, we've we've got this big five and that's all the research on that. However, there is newer research that adds a sixth trait. And the new version, the newer newer research, the newer model is Hexaco, H-E-X-A-C-O, H-E-X-A-C-O, Hexaco. That adds... um, honesty and humility to the big five and changes some of the categories a little bit. So when I I was researching this, uh, podcast, I was kind of like, wait a minute, we have agreement for the five big personality traits and honesty is not in the big five. Like what, what, like what, what, what? Uh, I like, oh my God, I like that. It's like incredible to me. So needless to say, I'm not a fan of the big five anymore, having found Mexico. And I really think, you know, we we know there's a lot to integrity. We know there's a lot of psychological impacts of integrity. And clearly, most of us want to live in a world where we're not cheated, where all of our money's not stolen, where fraud doesn't rule the day. So of course we want honesty. Anyway. So open-mindedness or being open-minded or openness is a very important personality trait in the research. So let me give you some of the benefits. Now, again, this is an aggregated list. You won't find this list probably in the research, but you'll find three or four in one article and a couple in the other, whatever. Uh, So these are very significant benefits. And then later, I'm going to tell you why this is so important to society, not just because of the benefits. Number one, it can improve being open-minded or having openness as a trade. Number one, can improve both personal and professional relationships. It can contribute to diversity and inclusiveness. Number three, it's more reflective. Number four, it's less judgmental. Number five, it's more considerate of others. Six, it can help you grow as a person. Seven, can enhance problem-solving skills. Eight, promotes empathy and compassion. Nine, it's associated with creativity. Ten, it's associated with higher intelligence. Eleven, it increases mental strength. Twelve, it, it, it's a, it gives you a greater sense of optimism. Thirteen, it provides for learning new things. Fourteen, it increases trust. 15, it helps resolve conflicts. 16, can help decision-making. 17, can help you get to the truth. And 18, is, it provides less social anxiety for people. So those are very significant benefits from a mental health standpoint if you're a human being. They're huge, huge benefits. Like, who would have thought? I actually, I, I happened upon the big five personality traits and then I thought oh what do they say about openness so then I had to take a dive into the research and I'm like wow that's that's way more significant than I would have guessed I being someone who's more on the open-mindedness having a lot of openness you know sometimes underestimate uh traits that I have so there are however so the benefits are huge I just covered them well, I covered 18 of them. I'm not saying I might not have missed a few, but there are personality traits I think you'll find interesting that are associated with people who have openness as a characteristic or are, who are open-minded. Number one, they tend to be adventurous. They tend to be creative. They enjoy hearing new ideas. They are intelligent and knowledgeable. They like thinking about abstract concepts. They are usually more open to diversity They pay more attention to their feelings and inner experiences. They may have a vivid imagination, increasing the likelihood of having spiritual experiences. Number nine of the list I'm going through is they are able to have their ideas challenged. Uh, Next, 10, they think about what other people are thinking about. 11, they are humble. 12, they don't get angry when they are wrong. Thirteen, they have empathy for other people. And fourteen, they believe other people have a right to speak their minds, their truths, and their beliefs. So those are fourteen kind of characteristics, generally speaking, of people who are open-minded or open or have openness. So why is this important? Well, number one, openness or open-minded thinking allows for creative problem-solving beliefs because it involves original thinking. Now, we... We have societal issues and societal problems begging to be solved. They are just begging to be solved. And what is required is innovative thinking. And innovative thinking requires original thinking. So this is a powerful tool. Having people who are open-minded or have openness is a powerful tool for solving society's problems. I'm sure on an individual level, it could help you solve your own personal problems. But I'm talking about the power for society of this. is huge. Number two, it's a powerful relationship tool to build trust and close communication gaps. Number three, this would also help society. It helps resolve conflicts. Number four, it can help reduce social anxiety. Well, social anxiety, anxiety is one worldwide problem coupled with depression. But Anxiety is a big problem in the mental health area and with human beings. Uh, number five, it's better for your mental health. Well, it's clearly better for your mental health if it gives you all those benefits that I covered previously and helps you in so many ways. And number six, it supports inclusion and diversity as, because people are less judgmental and more more empathetic and and it is that's that's very very valuable for we're talking about society's problems number seven it's also important because it can help with decision making eight it can help you get to the truth and nine this is at the core of some serious issues like racism and discrimination so what stops open-mindedness or openness or or revert ask in a reverse way is what causes closed-mindedness so I, as somebody who would like to change the world, (laughs) I would like to change the world. You know, something that supports diversity, something that supports inclusion, something that brings about an end to racism and discrimination. Oh, I'm all in for that. I am all in for that like a fly on shoe fly pie. No kidding. So this is an important topic for society given the issues we have. So what causes closed-mindedness. Well, this is very interesting, and this gets to the core. So if you work in a field where you're working on uh, ending racism or discrimination or bringing that down or bringing in, you know, increasing inclusion or diversity, this this is very important for you, this little next piece. So the one one thing that will thwart uh, inclusion, diversity, and ramps up racism, discrimination is fear. Now, this is typically a deep-seated fear, which has become a coping mechanism for a person because they have a deep-seated fear. Now, listen to what the fear is. The fear is not of the other race or the other religion or the other ethnicity. The fear is of exploring their own mind. So when, so this is really big because I I have never heard anyone talk about this in diversity inclusion like this is to me this is the the linchpin if we want to like open up conversations for inclusion and diversity putting a putting a halt to discrimination racism this this is the this is the nut right here (coughs) in my opinion it's not safe for a closed-minded person to be wrong like they can't go rooting around in their mind and stirring things up because being right about whatever they think allows them to feel safe. So this is, a, this is a psychological safety issue. And all the things I've ever seen involving discrimination and racism, I have not personally been privy to something that goes this deep and gets to the heart of the issue. Helping people become more open-minded would go a long way for diversity, inclusion, ending racism and discrimination. But I don't, I don't see that happening. I, I, think people are making valiant efforts, extraordinary efforts. But this psychological piece, I'm not, I'm not settled that this has really been addressed. I'm just not because how many? <laughs> just well, I won't even go any more about that. But so. So an open-minded person, on the other hand, they can explore what's in their mind. They can figure out if they're wrong in some some aspect and self-correct because there's no threat to their safety. So this is not a psychological safety threat for them. There's no threat for their well-being. But for someone who is close-minded, however they got organized, either as a child or young adult or sometime in adult life, there's no safety. They can't entertain alternative thoughts, beliefs, ideas, etc where they would end up being wrong. They have to stick to their beliefs and 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 be righteous about it because they have no safety otherwise. And I recently did a podcast uh, about dealing with someone who was always right. and this is really the, the crux of that is that they, they can't they can't explore, alternatives to what they're thinking or what they believe because it's too, it's too risky. It's too un, unsafe. So that's number one. Another reason that th- what causes closed-mindedness, as I just mentioned, is a result of childhood trauma or an adverse childhood experience that put them together this way not saying it's correct but this is this was the result so this would be their trauma response number 3 it can also be learned from parents or other people who are in their life as role models so there's three of the top ways that this kind of ends up happening for people but as i said if you're in the field for ending racism or discrimination or bringing that down or you know increasing diversity and inclusion this has got to be one of your topics one of your things that you include in your training and in your programs because when you have someone who has a psychological safety issue within themselves they can't without support without something helping them grow and develop they can't go there so, I'm going out on a limb. Here. I'm going out on a limb here and saying if you're in the fields where you're dealing with diversity, inclusion, racism or discrimination, you would my opinion would be very do very well to have a broader growth and development aspects to your diversity, inclusion, racism or discrimination programs because now you know if this issue isn't addressed, someone cannot move to 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 be inclusive of another race or religion or ethnicity or, you know, what have you. So my suggestion, if you're in those fields, is that you you might have to go back and look at your programs. Do, does your program in its current form or your training in its current form, does it address this aspect of psychological safety? Does, you know, have you addressed this topic? I don't know, but it would be helpful if you really want to increase effectiveness so that's that so for all of you listeners who are not dealing with those programs this is for your personal life I have some personal suggestions for you so that you can move towards being more open and being more open-minded so number one get yourself front and center on a personal growth and development journey. And I am suggesting that you make it a journey. And I am going to number the first suggestion under your number one personal growth journey is to make a plan. And hint, hint, I'm giving you a plan. (laughs) I'm giving you a plan. And hint, 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 I'm giving you the content to back up the plan. So number one, commit yourself to a personal growth journey. Just be all in. I'm in. I want it. I want those benefits. I want an easier life. I'm sick and tired of being upset. I'm sick and tired of whatever, and, and be all in. Number two, my next suggestion is you grab someone, one person at least, Two would be better. Three would be phenomenal. Make a team, grab it. You know, like you could have it be your whole family. You could have it be your friend group, your friend posse. It could be coworkers. It could be people from your social media and commit to a magical life. So that's what I'm asking you to commit to is for you to commit to a magical life. Now I understand the topic I'm on is being open openness and being open minded, but why not commit to a magical life? Like, why would you not want that? Don't you want that? Yeah. Well, people are probably going to be like, Oh yeah, I love a magical life over. Oh yeah. I want to be more open minded. No, people are not going to say, Oh yeah, I want to be more open minded. Well, they could not likely, but possible. So have it be that you're asking them to commit to a magical life for themselves. Then name your team, or if it's just you and a buddy, you could be Batman and Robin, you could be, you know, the Lone Ranger, you know, like you could be whoever you want. Or, you know, if you have a team, which is ideal, name your team, get a schedule, set goals, get together, even if it's Zoom or online. And, you know, you could have magical dinners, magical par- parties, magical prizes, contests, like you could go all out crazy. And I would certainly suggest if you have an event, give everybody an index card and on their back, people will write like their best qualities. And then they have to guess their best qualities at the end. When you could do that later, when you've really grown yourselves and you're really feeling good about yourselves. Much later, months later, maybe in a year, you could do the same activity uh, with an index card, but do, do it with their worst qualities. Because by then, if you've been growing and developing for a year, you'll be more open and your self-awareness will be heightened. You might already know what your, your worst qualities are because you will have embraced them. You will have embraced your imperfections and have rewards. So that's number two. Number three. Learn emotional processing skills. Please, 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 please. I am not kidding. No, this, this, you just have to suck it up, people. Suck it up, buttercup. If you want to be a healthy human being with the most magical life, the most fun, the most love, the best of everything, you will need to learn emotional processing. You know, you'll learn to need to learn to identify your emotions to regulate your emotions and to manage and process them which is what you do in your mind not not you know punching a pillow and I do have a free workbook as I already mentioned so it's free download it I'm, I am working on some changes maybe in the next week or two uh, the version 6.0 will be out right now I'm on five version 5.0 all right number four self-awareness start noticing how you are in life and how you are with other people like really observe how are you reacting just like notice i just did a podcast on the one i did earlier where i missed my little opening little segment on mindfulness or being present and this suggestion is also in that podcast because it's kind of like the heart and heart of the matter of mindfulness or being present is being self-aware and catching yourself when you're judging and assessing your thoughts and you're not you're not being present number 5 Self-care. If you're not at the boss level for self-care, ramp it up. I have a whole podcast about self-care and self-compassion that will help you. This is not just doing your grooming, people. There is more to self-care than grooming. Grooming is a big part of it, but there's a lot more to it. And number six, my next suggestion is self-compassion. Take the bat out of your hand and stop beating yourself up. Number one, it's not helpful. Number two, it is not attractive. Number three, it does not help you feel better. And it's not good for your mental health. My podcast on self-care and self-compassion will help you if you need a little boost on that. But it's time for you to start being nice to yourself. I, I but Please, I'm asking. Number seven, are you able to laugh at yourself? Well, <laughs> well I listen, I live in the real world, people. I am not delusional. I know how people are. I deal with them. I deal with regular people all day long. And I know most people are too serious. They cannot laugh at themselves. They cannot embrace their imperfections or their flaws. So lighten up. This will help you if you can laugh at yourself. And I do have a podcast about that. Number eight. On the topic of openness and being open-minded, can you admit to making a mistake or getting it wrong? Well, that's a beautiful place to look. That's a beautiful place to begin. So because of what I already covered in the podcast, can you admit to making a mistake or getting it wrong? This is number eight. Well, of course, if you got put together in a way where you are not open-minded and you do not have openness, it is very likely to be a result that you don't feel psychologically safe to root around in your mind and to examine what's in your mind and examine your beliefs, examine your values examine your thoughts etc so that would leave you not being able to say you made a mistake or get something wrong very likely so that's a place you can grow that's a place you can look and and trust me it is beyond freeing to be authentic and real and be able to say oh my gosh i made a mistake and just chuckle like it's just very free so that's number eight number nine Also a difficult one for people, but on the road to openness and being open-minded is to start, you know, embracing your imperfections. Like start embracing your imperfections, your flaws, so that you can move towards loving your imperfections and your flaws. I mean, there's just nothing like being able to like yourself, love yourself the way you are and the way you're not. Like I have lots of things that I will never be good at never ever ever and i do not care and i don't even some of the things I'll, I'll never even try like i mean i i will never be the perfect cutter for cutting brownies in a pan or cake like i'll be great at making brownies and cakes and i'm great in the kitchen but if you want perfection for cutting a cake. Or cutting brownies or something. I'm not your girl. Nor do I care. I mean. I'm I'm not a math whiz. Okay. <laughs> I'm just. Like. So what? Like. Just start to embrace your imperfections. They're what makes you human. What makes you you. And you're adorable. And you're wonderful. And amazing. If you would let that in. My next suggestion. To wrap this up. Is for you to bring love and affection into your life. I. I really I I do understand I I learned at a young age about the velveteen rabbit in make and and because I helped someone in college become real which was something I had no i like I had no idea I was doing or did or or I, I didn't I just it was a whole foreign concept to me but love and affection, outside of the science, when we have plenty of science about love and about what happens to babies and human beings who are who are absent of love, um, this is like a very uh, valuable experience if, if you're going to live life. Like, I don't know why you would want to live life without love and affection, but we have many people, if not the majority, who are either lo- have low levels of love and affection in their life, very low, or or medium, or just really not. It's not like overflowing. I I, w- I want my people to have the overflowing love and affection. I want my people to to wake up in the morning and go pinch me. Is this my life? This is like seems too good to be true. Now, do not be telling yourself something seems too good to be true. That'll put an end to it. That'll kill it off. Okay, you've got to pay attention to your thoughts. It's not too good to be true. It's amazing and delicious because you deserve it. So bring love and affection into your life on purpose with intention because you can do that. Now, it does not have to be romantic. I'm not going to quibble about that. You can have whatever kind of love and affection you want. I'm just suggesting on the road to growth and development, on the road to becoming more open and more open-minded Having more love and affection will help you. It will not hurt you. And no matter what you do, I hope you're going to enjoy the ride and and enjoy your life. That's it. Love you. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 161, openness or being open-minded. I certainly hope you are going to take some little actions to become more open-minded now that you're awake and aware to the whole idea and, and have a better life because we've already covered the benefits please share this podcast with the people you care about. If you care about people, why would you not want this information in their lap so they can have a better and healthier life? Check out my website. Take, take my free content and use it to help yourself. I do love you. I hope you're doing well. Take care for now.